I'm Spencer. I'm Tyler. And this is the end zone. Hey fellas, hey fellas. Get ready to rock. Get ready to rock. Turbo set. How you doing, bud? We're back. Week one of football's done in the books. I'm doing great, and it's only been exactly one month since we recorded our last podcast. There we go. Hey, we're on a good cadence. Yeah. I well, said yeah. two to three podcasts this season. This this is it. Like we, we've done it. Yeah. This is our two. This is our two. Yeah, and you want to do one on Sunday, so then we can just call it there. Probably. Call it three. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. We're, we're done yeah. at the end of week two. We're like a British TV We've show. We've hit quota on it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we come back every two to three years. We record a couple podcasts. Three episodes. Everybody three goes episodes, crazy over yep. it. We win a couple Emmys. And Man, I can't wait till we're 17 seasons and 30 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. You can look back at this long road we've traveled with it and all the sporadic like players we've talked about. Yeah, I was looking back at some of the old podcasts, and uh, one I'm sad that uh, I forgot our intro was Jared Goff, and that was back when he was still on the Rams. And like uh, last year, yeah, yeah, <laughs> people have to yeah, remember back to less than a year ago. <laughs> I mean, that, that Sunday night game uh, took out a lot of memories for me. I'll be honest. The Sunday night, oh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rams just watching game, watching yeah. Matthew Stafford work. Yeah, consistently competent quarterback play compared to like competent eighty percent of the time, and then just like. Ew. Yeah, All right, let's let's talk about that for a second because that's one take. You know, we didn't get on the podcast oh, yeah. or anything. How did you feel? Like your your initial take was you didn't feel like God or like that Stafford was an appreciably better quarterback than Goff. How do you feel now after Week One? Yeah, it's it's the margins, I guess, because like Goff still had a okay. Yeah, I mean, he threw for three hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, there were some some bad plays in there too. But I think that's that's it. It's just he he's Matt Stafford has a couple less bad plays a game than Jared Goff does, and when you're competing for a Super Bowl against like the quality of teams in the NFC West, uh, sure, that's, those that's what makes the difference between going eleven and five or now eleven and six, I guess, and like nine and eight. Yeah, one fewer pick yeah. per per game. Not one fewer pick, yeah. but like one fewer pick every three games yeah. or something oh, like that is, be huge. is yeah, nope. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see if it was worth what they gave up for it, but the Rams seem to have a pretty good track record of, of drafting yeah. well. And they definitely play the, you know, I think the only thing that can really derail them from having like a playoff season or being in contention for the NFC West is an injury to Ramsey or Donald, right? If you get an injury to one of your star, because they play a high, like a star heavy, like kind of a star yeah. scrub style where it's like they hope their absolute stars in the area can do the work of two players. So like you have yeah. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald who both basically do the work. Like they need two players to either block them or Jalen Ramsey just covers a guy so well it's basically like you had a safe like safety help on him. And so then now you've got so much you've got a bunch of freer pieces you can move around on defense and that's kind of how that defense operates, which I think is like yeah, very innovative. The, the Rams do a really good job of, of kind of building the scrubs up too. Like Darius Williams last year was an undrafted free agent and he had a pick six in the wild card game and mm-hmm. he's uh now one just one of their consistent starters on defense. So they're able to they're able to like kinda dig up these diamonds in the rough and build around it a bit. Yeah. And Daniel Jones just rushed up the middle for six yards for a touchdown. Well, we're doing this during the Giants during uh, Washington game. Yep, well, right at the start of the week too. I don't want to watch the Giants. I don't want to so watch I'd, it either. So I'd much rather record a podcast at the time. It's a great use of time. 
I uh, I bought some brats at the grocery store earlier this week on Monday because nice. I was like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna grill these up. Thursday night football's coming up. Yeah, that'll be a good day. And then I remembered that this was the game and just decided to just put those back in the freezer and uh yeah, freeze nope, them for thir- just, freeze them and yeah. save them for Thursday night football. What two weeks from now? <laughs> Something like that, maybe. Because <laughs> next week's like Jags and there's like a Houston Carolina one on the docket too. Ugh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, Houston, Carolina, and I think there's a Jags one too, and we were like, yeah, oh yeah, that get, could be an interesting one, and now I don't think that's gonna be an interesting one. They always gotta get them out early. No, that actually leads to my one. first, uh, of the three questions I was gonna ask you. Alright. Uh, are the Jags the worst team in football? Man, I wish Andy was here for this. <laughs> just, oh, just dunk, dunk on Andy again. Oh, um, yeah. it's tough. I haven't watched the game yet. Um, Did you watch but the red zone losing, for it? No. Okay. Oh yeah, the Niners were on at the same time, so you probably weren't watching it. No, yeah, I was in I was in yeah. class uh watching the you're Niners game Sun- when I could. You're in Sunday school. Um <laughs> Yeah, Sunday school. No, just just school class, business school class. Um <laughs> But the like the fact that they lost to the Texans who just like last year underperformed with uh with with Deshaun playing at just an elite level, like top three quarterback level. So you're like, okay, if you're underperforming that much with a top quarterback, the rest of the roster has to be pretty bad. Like aside from say a couple players like Brandon Cooks or David Johnson, but that's a running back that's, you know, might be washed at this point. So, and then on defense, you know, you don't really have many big pieces on there. And yeah, I couldn't name a single defensive player on that roster right now. Yeah, we're probably going to have both Texans fans mad at us if they ever listen to this <laughs> podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, they could, like, they could be getting just blown out by the Texans and by, like, mm-hmm. a head coach who, like, was a position coach beforehand. I think David Coley was a position coach beforehand. I don't even um, know who it is. He said his name, David, and I still don't know it. Yeah, David Coley. Um, David Coley. And so, like, he, he and, like, Nick Sirianni were, like, the two head coaching hires this week that, like, both won. Yeah. That, like, were, I feel like were the two worst head coaching hires. Absolutely. Um, or, like, the least lauded, at least. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, they could be. Uh, I'll give them, you know, a chance and give them some time because there's some talent on that roster. Um, but, yeah, yeah, there's a chance they are. Yeah, that's uh, what are they going to do with next year's number one overall draft pick, draft Spencer Rattler? Is is that already already the the projected QB? Yeah, it's either Spencer Rattler, I think, and the other one is uh, Carson Strong. And the only reason I know about Carson Strong is because he was the Nevada quarterback that beat. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that makes that less loss slightly less embarrassing. But he he had some great throws during that game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he was he was fun to watch. Like their offense, at least, was fun to watch. Only our offense was. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's right. uh, that's question one. And maybe they take yeah. the Browns. I, if I'm them and I get the number one overall pick, I take the Browns route and I just like trade out of it. Uh, trade out of it. Trade out. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, that could be good. And then that's a way to quickly uh, get but, Jacksonville up and running. Yeah. That's and Urban Meyer selects like three first round running backs with those first round picks that they get. No, not one of my questions, but Urban Meyer says he's not going to USC. Do we believe this? He's going to USC. Absolutely. <laughs> Trust me, guys, but, I'm ooh. not going to USC. The NFL's hard. Yeah. I have to treat the players like people. Ooh. 
Yeah, I I mean I I I don't think he's going to. Um mm-hmm. it would be as funny as it would be. But yeah, I'm curious how long of a shot he gives it. Yeah. We'll see how this year goes. Yeah. Yeah, if he just keeps losing, I don't know, he might be one of those guys that yeah, this is this is difficult and you know, you'd yeah. hope that there was an interesting um I was listening to the yeah, it was the Ringer uh football show and it was um, Dominique Foxworth was on with Kevin Clark and, uh, Foxworth had a really interesting point about how the NFL doesn't, um, doesn't like require innovation really. Like it's been so slow to innovate over time. And that's because it's acting kind of like a cartel where there's no relegation, obviously. And so you're kind of like, your job, your team is, the value of your team is protected. So if you're an owner that doesn't really want to do much work or put much effort into it, like your team's value is protected. It has like this floor of like several hundreds of millions to low billion of dollars. Um, and so there's no reason to, there's no nothing requiring you to innovate. You're not at risk of losing value of your team if you don't. Whereas in college, like, you've got this vicious cycle where if you don't win games, you don't get alumni funding. If you don't get alumni funding, you can't recruit well. If you can't recruit well, you don't win games. It's like you have to break in there some point. At some point, and that's why you have so many blue blood teams that are constantly good, and also why colleges have to innovate if they want to break into that blue blood tier. Um, and so that's why it's this trickle up in terms of innovation in college versus the NFL instead of like the trickle down where NFL like trickles down to college. And I thought that was super interesting. I still don't get how the word cartel fit in that sentence, but I'll go with it. Just like it's like a protective cartel where like it's a group of um like companies that like protect each other well, from okay. I, from like losing I, value. I see what you're going with. Yeah. yeah, it's not like uh, his word was yeah. cartel and I thought that was pretty appropriate because he was okay. taking it from a very like economic market standpoint. Gotcha. And maybe yeah, that's why got, I appreciated it too. Yeah, we got all business and political economists over here. <laughs> like it was your major or something. Like it was my major or something. Oh. All right, my next question. Hit me. Is Aaron Rodgers throwing? I throwing think that's, the game, not throwing I think that's a super he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> if he's throwing the football, he's not throwing it well. Um, mm-hmm. Throwing the game, I think that's a really funny narrative if he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't think so. I think he's too competitive. Um, I agree to an extent with that. For me, it's like... So I, I put in my two weeks at a couple different places before. Some places I like, some places I didn't like. And places you don't like, you just cannot be bothered about anything. Like, ah, uh, if anything's just, it's just not going right today, I'm just going to bounce. Like, yeah. nah, don't want to do it. I think that's where Rodgers is at right now. Where, where The second they, they kind of drop two or three possessions, it's just the I don't care mode. Like, this game's lost. I'm not going to bother trying. Since I, I don't really like the team. Um, yeah, the Ringer podcast had a really good point about this where if your team culture is like two biggest leaders or two guys that are very actively mm-hmm. saying they want to get out of there, that's uh, not a good building block for you there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that goes and if like Jordan Love takes advantage of that as a way to establish himself in there. And if like, like I could see a world where if they're underperforming during the season, right? If they're mm-hmm. out of a playoff spot or, um, they just trade, trade Rogers at the deadline. 
they could trade Rodgers. They could also just like I could see a world where like let's say in week it's past the trade deadline and mm-hmm. they are out of a playoff spot. Let's just say the season's gone terrible and oh, uh, yeah. like I'm like maybe it's the that. defense, maybe it's Rodgers. Who knows? But I could see them benching mm-hmm. Rodgers and just starting Jordan Love. But I like yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think that we kind of go into that whole uh, what was it twenty fifteen Rodgers where like he it was like the relax um, yeah and he just kind of like turns it on. Um, I, I do actually think the Saints defense is probably really good this year. Uh, I think I think, so I think that they're going to play more of a clock management game and they just traded for Bradley Roby, who actually didn't start last week. So now mm-hmm. he's coming in this week. He's going to be even stronger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they lost Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Lattimore. Yeah. And, uh, I think, um, who Marcus Davenport is also out. Um, so they lost one on edge, they lost one at corner, but they get Bradley yeah. Roby. So, like, when healthy, I think that defense is going to be really, really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, we'll see. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough on those week two takes, or those week one takes, but I'm oh going to yeah, takes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Alright, my, my last question is, only two quarterbacks threw, threw for over 400 yards last week. Derek Carr, who had overtime, and Dak Prescott. Is Dak Prescott going to lead the league in passing yards this season? Uh, yes. Mainly because they just lost, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who's like the mm-hmm. only good player on their defense, so they're just going to be throwing all the time. Like Jalen Smith or Leighton Vanderesh, are those still names? I haven't followed, I haven't, uh, I'm a yeah, out of yeah, yeah, yeah they still have Jalen Smith, I think they still have Leighton Vanderesh. Oh, um, but Leighton Vanderesh, they've both had up and down seasons, if I recall, at least like by PFF grading. Um, where like, there, it was Jalen Smith was hurt his first year. I can't remember if he was okay his second year, and then he had like just an elite year, and then I think he kind of came back down, like he rest to his mean. Um, and then I think it was the same with Leighton Vanderesh. Um, I'd have to look again at their numbers, but yeah, I mean, it's not that they don't have good pieces, but like DeMarcus Lawrence is the best piece on that defense. And so if he's out, like that's a big loss and opposing quarterbacks are going to have all day. So I think no matter what game they're in, like it's going to be like, they're going to have to score at least 21 points to win, which just means that like, if you, and with the way Zeke's being used, it means that, and like now if you have Amari Cooper or CD Lamb on your team, they're just gonna get fed constantly. Oh, yeah. And Dak looks really good. Like I was worried about his arm, but I think that, that uh Dak's thrown for over fifty attempts in his last like three or four games. Oh, like oh like all three games he threw for fifty attempts in? Yeah, like the last yeah, three that like full games he played, I kind of the one he got injured in. That doesn't like, surprise was, me. That was over wear 50 out attempts. though if you're not careful, yeah. I feel like. No, it's terrifying. But just, Mike McCarthy has no other hope than just laying his a superstar quarterback just sling it for. But that's quarters. that's how yeah that's how they were with Rodgers too in the Mike McCarthy in the last couple of Mike McCarthy years where like instead of running the ball they were just throwing it like they used they used the short game as their run game basically and they would throw forty five fifty times a game and like just to try to they were basically sprinting to try to to try to beat other teams and kind of think the Cowboys are going to look similar. Did you see who the uh, Cowboys DC is? No, who is it? It's, uh, Dan Quinn. Oh, I knew that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one, one of my coworkers described it as they're building a entire coaching staff, uh, just created of loser coaches. <laughs> what counts as a loser coach? Ah, just a coach who's had like a superstar quarterback and is just kind of renowned for losing despite like having all this talent. I mean, Mike McCarthy did win a Super Bowl. 
He did, but it was like a decade ago. I, I think that's, you could argue that's more that Rogers, Rogers won despite McCarthy, let alone, or compared to winning because of him. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always curious on that, cause like, what do you call Sean Payton then, who like, with Drew Brees, had like, a bunch of seven to nine seasons, like Mike McCarthy with Rogers, I think had like, one losing season. And that might have been this the year Rogers was injured too. Payton is still seen as like a good offensive mind, while Mike McCarthy was regularly seen as one of like, the worst coaches for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, like, they they were winning a lot, but I don't know how much of that was on him. Yeah, it's just an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. Like when you throw that out yeah. there, it's like, oh, okay. Like, like Sean Payton had like three years. I mean, Grant, he was uh, he was not coaching for one of those years. Yeah, but two of those years, he went seven and nine, and like Drew Brees and the offense was going out of their mind. They had a really shitty defense. Yeah. So like, it's you know there is only so much you can control. But generally, I agree. I think the success of the Packers during the McCarthy years is much more on Rodgers than it is McCarthy. Yeah, and then going back to Dan Quinn, you could say there how much of that Super Bowl run was Kyle Shanahan compared to Dan Quinn. Yeah, like there's, yeah. I don't think there's much of a question on no, who contributed more to that run. I don't think so anymore. I think yeah, that's so been, if, that's even if, even if they did win that game, I think there still might be a bit of a kind of a fog over that championship. Although, how much of the Falcons' mediocrity the last couple of years compared to their awfulness in Week One was Dan Quinn compared to Arthur <laughs> Smith? <laughs> When I was looking at my, are the Jags the worst team in the in football? The Falcons were probably my second potential mm. worst. I don't know about the Jets still. Maybe the, the Jets at least, like, I don't know. They got the rookie quarterback, and I like their roster a bit more, and I like I like Sala more than I like Urban Meyer. The Jets just had. I think the Jets started from a lower place too. I think so too. Yeah. Like, I actually think the Jags have a pretty good receiving core. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they had James Marvin Robinson Jones, too. DJ Chark. Yeah. Yeah, James Robin, Robinson, Lavishka Chenault, like, that second yeah. year receiver, the, like, the, the, the rookie receiver that, like, had a decent first year going to a second year, like, they should be good their second year. Marvin Jones is a solid receiver, and, like, DJ Chark was superstar, was a superstar at times. Um, so it's just, like, I don't know, I feel like they, and then they have, uh, Josh Allen on defense. I don't know too much more of their defense, unfortunately. What's his name from UCLA? The line, Miles Jack. Miles Jack. I think yeah. I'm not even sure if he's still there anymore. I think he's still there. Okay. If not, you I don't know where he is. But I mean, star linebacker. Yeah. Speaking of uh, rookie receivers, it should be really good in year two. Uh, what's going on with Brandon Ayuk, Spencer? Hamstring. Is that, no, that's it. Just hamstring. Yeah, he's had a hamstring injury oh. for the past couple of weeks, and so it's oh. affected him in practice, and he's had some ups and downs. Like as a result, like I think Kyle mm. thought that he wasn't like playing his best, but also understood he had a hamstring injury. And so he should be full go now, according to what I'm hearing. But his his thing was that if you wanted to be the best receiver on the – or if you wanted to be on the field the entire time, you had to be much better than the guy behind you. So I think he's not saying that he is worse than Trent Sherfield, who's the receiver behind him right now. Um, but he's saying that, that he's not so much better that – like I think it's more of a, a – a compliment to Trent than is a dig at Ayuk. All right, now how bad is Trey Sermon? Is he like Trent Richardson level? That one surprised me. Um, cause I thought he looked decent in the preseason. Like he didn't blow my mind in the preseason, but I, th- I'm cur- I am curious if part of it's just that like Elijah Mitchell, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, um, not so much Tevin Coleman and not so much Jeff Wilson, but like those first three who were kind of like stars in the system just had this top end like four, three speed. Um, they're also lower, lower round picks or undrafted. Tr- and undrafted. Trey Sermon, 
feels more like retreading Carlos Hyde again, mm-hmm. um, where he is a, although I think he's a little more of a tackle breaker, like, like Kyle Shanahan loves elusiveness. Like he just loves guys where you can like give them the ball and then they do the rest of the work. So it makes it easier on the quarterback. Um, and that's what Sermon was good at was he was like very elusive, very good at breaking tackles, but didn't have this like top end speed. So I kind of imagined him as like a better version of Jeff Wilson. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he, he's the one who I think is actually in the doghouse. I wonder if, uh, Kyle just loves the, you know, it's like on, like, America's Got Talent, it's all about the underdog story, mm-hmm. like, uh, you can't from nowhere, now you're here, compared to like, oh yeah, I've been getting, like, singing lessons for 20 years or something like that. It's probably uh, how Kyle I, feels. I, 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 I think that's how Kyle feels, like, ah, tell me your story, ah, like, second round pick out of a big school, nah, see ya, ooh, undrafted uh, free agent out of nowhere state. Yeah, you're gonna be running for a 110 and two touchdowns next week <laughs> against the Rams. Like, yeah, that's, you know, but Kyle probably likes guys that remind him of himself, you know, coming up from nothing <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> not having an inside anywhere, uh, no benefit from nepotism. No, or, no benefit from nepotism, yeah. not being no. like the ball boy for, uh, for, uh, like a multiple Super Bowl winning team while his dad nah. was the offensive coordinator and, uh, nope. not, you know, watching his dad win a couple Super Bowls while he was in high school and, not having the name recognition. Yeah, no, no. He's real underdog story there, that Kyle Shanahan. Was the first season of uh, Secession based on Kyle Shanahan? I, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. It's just rich people giving money away, like, in their family. That's all I think it is. Mm. <laughs> I think it's yeah. on HBO. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know I if he's... Tw- I, see, I see Twitter talk about it every once in a while. Yeah, no, the only I always get that show confused with Billions. Um, yeah, it's because they have money in them, you know? Yeah, right? Just a lot of money. Just people with a ton of money. <laughs> the, like, our, the levels of money I just will never even dream of having. Our podcast is trending so well with the blue-collar crowd right now. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's going to pop a Coors Light right now. Just, uh, just I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a Coors Light. I'm drinking a raspberry seltzer. <laughs> okay, well, there it goes. If the NBA references haven't been enough, the blues, the, the, the raspberry seltzers really threw away our blue color crowd. Did you say NBA or MBA? NBA. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so when are we talking about basketball? No. Um, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I got for this podcast. Uh, those are your questions? Uh, okay. Other than hot sauce hot takes at the end, but what, what, what do you got for us? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think you want to do a quick, just like, uh, quick, like, who should panic about their rosters right now? So throwing something oh, for, yeah, uh, for, for our fantasy league, and so the yeah, boys can, absolutely. can listen, and yeah. we can shit on Andy some more. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get Andy on today, and, uh, our, our scheduled guest was Weston, that, that didn't work out. Then I was going for Andy, just since I wanted to get that prime, uh, raw emotion of being a Jags fan after having to watch that last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just didn't work, didn't work out, so we'll hopefully have a guest soon, but I'm digging the, the simplicity of a little two-person pod. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was going to throw Colin in there first, because, uh, no, I'm not but, but now he's got Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. He, he won the sweepstakes. I knew, I knew he, yeah, he won the sweepstakes that he was always worried, that he was always mad that everyone else won, and finally he won <laughs> yeah. it, so Colin... This is it. You better, like, you are, it's your year, it's your year anyway, because that's the cycle that we go in. It goes Weston, Spencer, Alex, Colin, right? Something like that. Alex Alex Weston, Spencer. Alex Collins is a running back. Alex Collins, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think it's Weston, Spencer, Alex, Colin, and then it went Weston, Spencer, so now it's, oh no. 
Uh, I forget. It might be Colin Alex. Anyway. It's definitely not me. <laughs> yeah, well, one no. one day, kiddo. One Colin day. is destroying Chuck right now as Kenny Galladay has 1.6 1.6, yeah. <laughs> I'm also not too concerned about Chuck, except I have no idea who his tight end is. Oh, Chuck's great. Oh, yeah, that dude caught a touchdown last week. Oh, well. Chuck, Chuck definitely has a point chasing there. Oh, he also fumbled it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just you're going for the second Wait, best did, tight did end he, on the Jaguar or on the on the on the Broncos. Did he drop Kyle Pitts? He did. Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh shit! Who do I drop? I don't need him. I got Travis Kelsey. I I, I think uh, I'll, I'll just throw a I'll just throw a you got it you got it so, uh, so I'm guessing this podcast isn't going to get released until the 19th since that's when this no, waiver probably not. Goes <laughs> yeah we'll just dog. we'll just we'll just hold it back for a little it'll, bit it'll be a, it'll be a Sunday morning release like I want to like <laughs> at 12:01 once the waiver goes through you just granted I, I don't know if I I don't know what if I want Cal Pitts either to be to be quite to be quite worst, honest we're stashing like. Who do you have a tight end? I have Tyler Higby, who I'm pretty happy with right now. Oh, you shouldn't be happy with Tyler Higby. No. You can do better. You can do better. Can do Kyle, better. Pitts, Kyle Pitts is at least worth rostering. Yeah. I can't I... believe I did that. I, yeah, I can't yeah. believe it. He has no yeah. idea who that is. He was probably looking for Jimmy Graham. He was probably looking for Jimmy Graham. Jesus. Uh, um, I'm not what worried is... about Chuck lineup. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think he actually does have a pretty good team on there. He scored a hundred something points, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored a one twenty eight last week. I'm not worried about him. Um, yeah, like Adam Thielen, just criminally underrated each year. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's, let's. You let's, know, I think anyone who would pick up Kyle Pitts actually doesn't have a doesn't have waiver priority over me, except for you. And I have Travis Kelsey, and I don't have him. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> as much as I as much as I want to, it's just I. The, the, what, what world? The only way I reason I pick him up is just to trade him, and I would yeah. have to give up a player that I might actually start for my team at some point. Yep. All right. Anyway, yeah. If, I mean, yeah. if I don't get him, I won't be heartbroken. Um, yeah. Cool. Who else do we have here? So we, we Aaron, do, well, we Aaron's pretty. Aaron. Uh, Aaron's pretty rough. Oh, Saquon up to forty six yards already. That's already better than last week. Yeah, actually, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah he had 27 yards and last against, week. Well, so, like, against Washington, yeah, that could be a positive for him. Yeah. As he continues to, like, come back from injury. Yeah, um, I, I have I have Saquon in dad league, and I just wasn't... Luckily, it's dad league, so it's eight teams, so I have more depth at running back, and I could just afford to sit him. Since yeah. I'm not... It, it, it was three days ago, they were like, oh, we're easing him back in still. We don't want to give him too many touches, and now couple days later we're going to be like really just start him again so we can i get do like- have oh sorry god i, I do uh, have a panic was- yeah um but it's not about their roster it's about their coach uh Who? jeff is uh oh once god. again starting jd mckissick again he didn't check his lineup and cd lamb is still on his bench Mm-hmm. Um, when he could have moved Melvin Gordon into there and started Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, and then have Debo Samuel, Devonte Adams, and C.D. Lamb, uh, which would have been a very very solid lineup. Yep. Um, I would be mad if he was going against going against Alex and this was happening, yeah. but at least he's going yeah. against Aaron, who I think he's you know, going against Aaron. Well, I think Aaron does actually have the worst roster. <laughs> Jeff's just going to be his undoing. 
his own undoing. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I wrote in my article this week. That yeah, the only thing I'm not going to care. Yeah, yep. You can't. There's no way. I, I just don't. I was hoping to have him on the pod today so we could ask him about this, but no. See, he's starting to get. It would have just yeah. turned into a roast. <laughs> but either, we were either going to roast Andy or roast Jeff, or just have Weston and we would talk about intellectual football stuff for an hour. Oh yeah, we would have gone over over time. Yeah. There's there's no oh, way absolutely. I edit any yeah, Weston podcast because it just yeah. it's just going to be like an hour and a half long. <laughs> it's going to take you five hours to edit. <laughs> That's yeah, and because I think last time we did, we also had just a bunch of weird tech things in the middle of it. That sounds about right. Yeah, like must be barking or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Any others that? Um, we haven't talked about Andy's yet. Let's let's roast Andy now. We've got, we we got Jeff. Yeah, out we, of the we, way. we got we yeah. we held it off longer. Okay, so Andy, yeah. like the big the easy one is Aaron Rodgers, which we'll see this week. He goes up against yeah. Detroit. Like we'll see how yeah. he does. But yeah, he'll have to panic if Aaron. Like I do love how in the draft. We mm-hmm. joked about Andy ruining Aaron Rodgers and making him throw like five <laughs> picks because that's what mm-hmm. he did in Madden when he when he traded for Aaron Rodgers, yep. um, and then it happened. Yeah. Um, so you know, he, he was right. Aaron Rodgers isn't good. He said that five years ago, but I think now that takes looking real good all of a sudden. I'm gonna uh, trade Andy Matt Stafford and see if it continues. You're gonna, you're gonna get like Matt Stafford and get like Alvin Kamara or something or DK Metcalf. I'm gonna trade him like Matt Stafford and see if I can trade for Russell Wilson just to trade Russell Wilson to Andy. Uh, okay, okay. And I then see, once Andy has both of them, yeah. they just like turn into trash. Yeah. yeah, he needs a backup. You know, Justin Fields isn't cutting it on his bench right now. No, no. Yeah, man, did... I was Justin Fields and, Trey, I... or, and Trey Lance though put up more uh, fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers last week. Yeah, I was gonna make fun of. Andy for having just a, a, two quarterbacks on his roster and then remember that I have two quarterbacks on my <laughs> roster. Well, I'm hoping I'll get two tight ends on my roster so you can make fun of me then too. Yeah, there we go. Remember last year when Colin had like four Niners but half of them were injured? That sounds like the Niners. <laughs> he had like Jarek McKinnon and George Kittle and Jordan Reed or something That's like funny. that. Goddamn. <laughs> and, and Debo. And Debo. <laughs> he had four injured Niners basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, apparently he drafted uh, Jason Verrett in an IDP league this year. <laughs> and uh, and Raheem Mostert. And Raheem Mostert, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, it's rough. That's yeah. rough. He probably would have drafted um, What's-His-Face 2 from the Rams. I have Deshaun Jackson. I don't I got nothing. No, no. Uh, the Cam Akers. Oh, Cam Akers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened so long ago, I've already forgotten about his existence. If we had done the draft back in early August, oh, we yeah. would have drafted Cam Akers. Yeah, we really got to start drafting five minutes before the first kickoff to avoid another Gus Edwards situation. Apparently. I, yeah. I, it's just, un, I mean, yeah, at least it's not the, uh, let's see, what was it that one year? Did I draft? Yeah, you had Jarek McKinnon. I drafted Jarek McKinnon, and then two rounds later, round. he yeah. was injured, and then I just, like <laughs> I immediately took Matt Breida with that pick. Yeah. Well, it's a solid pick, too. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't bad for yeah. a while until his he, Eli Mitchell's here. actually going to hold on to that starting job for a while. Elijah Mitchell? You, well, it says Eli Mitchell on here, but yeah, Elijah Mitchell, sure. Right. I thought yeah. it was Elijah Mitchell. Um, I, th- I, th- I thought it was, too, but maybe he goes by Eli. I don't know. He might. Uh, that's what I'm curious about, right? Because they're always going to... Like, I think one reason they didn't go with... 
kind of the three-headed beast they usually do is because they didn't have, like, Raheem Mostert was one of those, Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell was the next, and Jermichael Hasty was the third. And Jermichael Hasty got one run at the goal line and got a touchdown out of it. Yeah. And for the most part, they didn't need to run against, like they did, but they didn't need mm-hmm. to run against the Lions. They were throwing it all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you had a couple rushes by Debo Samuel. Um, so really it's like you had four running backs. Um, yeah. and they got None like, of them named Trey Sermon. <laughs> yeah. And so like this week, Trey Sermon will be there and they just picked up Trent Cannon, who yeah, was from that. the Ravens. Um, and so I think that, I think Elijah Mitchell, as long as he's healthy, will get the primary amount of carries. It's just how, like, he's a smaller guy, so I don't know if they'll always use him in the red zone. Like, they might start putting, giving those touches to Trey Sermon. Um, or, yeah, they might just make him the workhorse back, and you might see, like, I could see him going anywhere from Alfred Alfred Morris or, um... Or uh, Arian Foster, like both 1,600-yard yeah. guys or 1,400-yard guys in their rookie year. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Colin could have a league winner there. Um, but Definitely. I can see him doing anything from, like, 800 yards and, like, six touchdowns to, like, being that 1,400, 1,500-yard star and, like, nine yeah, I can touchdowns. also see him just being, like, a non-factor in two weeks, too. Could be. I mean, that's right. That's yeah. been the Niners' run game for a couple of weeks now. And yeah. I think another part, like, I think if he is that 1,600-yard player – I think part of that is because uh, Trey Lance is playing more. And so you've just got the confusion yeah, in the run yeah. game, and then with his speed, yeah. he's just breaking loose because it, it's going to look like the Ravens to some degree just with yeah, yeah the, the Shanahan spin on it. Mm-hmm. Cool, bud. Any other thoughts nope. before we uh, – uh, hot takes? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it for today. I'm cool. excited for our, sun, our Sunday pod or when we do our – some reactions. Yeah, we'll have to decide if we're going to do that in yeah. person and from the same I'll, room. I'll, I'll shoot for in person. I think I'm, I'm, I should be free to come over on Sunday. Cool. Now we're just talking about our plans on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's fine. Come over Sunday. Yeah. We can so, we can get some hot takes going and yeah. Anyone in the league two Sundays into this? Yeah, Sunday morning. Come on down. Yeah, after come the on waivers down. have gone through. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Weston will be coming up in two weeks to oh, watch nice. it. Um, so yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Catch you later, bud. Wait, why don't even catch you later? We got, we got hot takes. Oh, hot takes. Uh, that's what I was asking. <laughs> if we're still doing hot takes, and you said, no, that's about yeah. it. All right, oh, cool. no, no. Give I got hot, hot takes. takes. Yeah, right. I, I, got, I got special sauce. I'm like you with your tapatio. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Hold up here. Hold on. I got to announce my sauce. Today, we're going with Melinda's creamy style ghost pepper wing sauce and condiment. Is that the one that Andy hated because it tasted like carrots? He said he he, I, he got something from Melinda's, but she makes more than one. Oh, it does have carrot in it. Yeah, maybe this is the one. Mm. All right, well, let's let's see how it goes. Yeah, I remember that yeah. when we did the Dave's, he had Melinda's, and I remember saying like, "Fuck you, Dave and Melinda." Yep. All right, I got got it on my Pringle. Nice, hearty dab. Let me just make sure my seltzer's all ready to go. Pull more in there. That's probably a lovely sound effect. All right, here we go. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. Carrots? The carrots aren't the bad part. Oh, man. Someone in our league is going to lose more games than than the NFC West as a whole. I don't know who yet. My first thought was Chuck, but he's doing too good. 
I want to say Andy, because that'd be funny. Aaron's probably most likely, but I feel a little sad about saying that. Okay, wait. Okay. All right, I need to do some quick math here. <laughs> Just to see if this is even possible. Absolutely it's possible. Okay, so... Aaron could lose 16 games. No, you're right, but I'm trying to think yeah. what's realistic. So we've got... Uh, there are... So the minimum... The minimum that teams in the NFC West can lose because they all play each other. Oh, they could tie. Uh. I'm gonna assume there's no ties in this in this <laughs> instance, um, or maybe one tie for like the Seahawks and Rams because that seems the most likely team to tie. Nah, nah, it's the uh, Seahawks Niners. I think are most likely to tie. Didn't the Seahawks? Wasn't there like a nine nine <laughs> game a couple years ago where the Seahawks and Rams tied? And, that like, was the Seahawks. The and, Jeff- that was the Seahawks and Cardinals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the- the Rams have been beating up Seattle in the McVay era. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking it was a Jeff Fisher era. Um, Maybe, yeah. That was way back. Okay. Oh, God, so <laughs> they play each other eight times, so that's four losses. Yeah. All right, minimum. That's assuming they win all the others, which mm-hmm. I just don't think is going to happen. Um, <laughs> like, the Rams play Tampa this week. And, or, no, next week? Nah, I don't know. Something this like week. that. They play Tampa yeah. soon. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go 10 losses is like the realistic low. Yeah, I'm just say... thinking every team in the it's, it's a It's a ridiculous take, but it might happen, you know. We, yeah, I, think, I think the minimum is going to be like 16 <laughs> losses. And I don't think you can be quite as bad. I don't think Aaron's going to be as bad as Chuck was last year, even if he's the worst one in the league. So I'm going to go, that's hot, but I really don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, probably not. It did remind me of the other question I was going to ask, though. Okay. uh, um, Without looking at the schedule, which team from the West loses first, either the AFC or the NFC? The whole the whole West went undefeated last week. I gotta use another chip just to get this uh, off my. Team. Who did the Broncos play this week? Like I said, we're not looking at the schedule. We're not looking. Damn it! I can tell uh, you, they're playing Jacksonville, so they're not losing this week. To, or what will you do if they do? Shave your eyebrows off, which is apparently what's going to happen uh, to I forget who if the Niners lose this week. Who said that, Alex? No, no. um... Some some NFL pundit I forget who. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Rams losing to Tampa. Is that this week? No, it's not this week. They play the Colts. Yeah, it's next week in week three. Yeah. All right. Someone will probably lose before then, but uh, I'm gonna go with the Rams. To I, Tampa. I imagine the Raiders don't win two weeks in a row, right? It depends on who they play this week. Yeah. I don't know who they play this week. I don't know. It's, I, they could lose. They should have lost that game a billion times and somehow just kept winning. Their defense looked good, though. I mean, like, like uh, Max Crosby had like a really good game. Good. Whew. Oh man, that's also still kind of tingling my nose a bit. Are <laughs> right, you ready for your top of Tio? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. The whole month, the man has gone grocery shopping for hot sauce. <laughs> Oh, spicy. Oh, shut the hell up. Over here with ghost pepper sauce. All right, here's my hot take. On Sunday, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a moment where you put your head in your hands and regret deeply 
not starting Lamar Jackson as he <laughs> runs in for his third touchdown. No, you know I wouldn't regret. Well, maybe we'll see how we'll see how it impacts because my it's going to cause you game. to lose the game. Like you're going to be like, yeah. if only I'd started Lamar Jackson, I would have won this game. If only I had trusted him. And you're going to realize that as he rushes his third touchdown in, and your head's going to be in your hands. I and that's just going to be it. We're going to get like sad pod at like five o'clock. <laughs> Is that what you want? No, don't they play? No, I don't want time. it, but it's going to happen. That's the prime time game. Okay, then we're going to get sad no. pod at like <laughs> nine. Nine. <laughs> Uh, man, just I I looked at the stats this morning. Like I I, I woke up and just texted you this because it was the first thing on my mind when I woke up this morning. I was like I don't trust Lamar this week, and I, I wanted to see if I was crazy for thinking that. Looked back at his stats the last couple times he's played them, played the Chiefs, and it's bad. Last time he got 16 points. The two times before and it, one one being in his big like breakout year, even in his best year, 20 points. Rookie year, yeah. 20 points. Like those are. Very, it's, that's a solid week, but it's still, uh, oh, Terry McLaurin touchdown. There we go. I don't know who benefits off that. Oh, Aaron popping off. Oh. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, that's, I just, that's... Yeah, I just looked at the stats and I, I, I should have done a little bit more research because I was curious how bad Lamar has been like the last two months. And mm-hmm. I just really feel like, yeah, you're banking on him. If he doesn't score a rushing touchdown and maybe even two, like you're not gonna have a great week. He rarely throws for over 200 yards, never hits yeah. 300. Um, you might get like a touchdown or two in the air, but just with how much the Ravens run, it's even even when they don't really have running backs, they're still giving Tyson Williams is still a better starter at his position relative to Lamar Jackson at his right now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there, uh, I mean, he, there was he was QB twenty, I think, this week. All right, well, just so that we can so we can get everyone in the loop, Tyler, please tell the listeners who you're starting over Lamar Jackson this week. I'm starting Teddy Bridgewater over Lamar Jackson because he had twenty points against Jacksonville, uh, not against against Jacksonville, against uh, the Giants, and he's going against Jacksonville, and he just looked really solid. Last week, he was uh, very efficient with the ball. Offense was moving fairly well, and I think they're only going to get a little bit better. I know Judy's out, but I think Cortland Sutton's going to be a little bit better. I was surprised yeah, no one picked this... up Tim Patrick. Or did someone pick uh, him up? He, yeah, yeah, Andy picked up Tim Patrick because oh, okay. he has, Ju- he has Judy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Bridgewater 28-36, 264, two touchdowns, plus 20 rushing yards. Like, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. No, I believe it. Uh, uh, they're going against Jacksonville. No, I can't do another one of those ships, man. Or the... All right, that's bad. No, that, that, that was my one for this week. All right, cool. Well, that's all about. Uh, that's about all I got no. to. Awesome. Cool. Well, we're coming back yeah. at everyone with uh, another pod. Uh, another pod on Sunday night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this one might be out by then, but who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll release this one Sunday morning. Sunday morning. The I'll, I'll time it player. just so that yeah. I'll figure out. I'll figure out uh, exactly when, like, how far into the pod you have to listen to yeah. to find it to to hear that take on Kyle Pitts, <laughs> and then I'll release it so that like that's like a minute after, so like people listen. Yeah. Like, oh shit! I got to get it in, and then you already got it's it. It's too late. Yep. Yep. That's too late. Yeah. All those people that stay home on Saturday night waiting for our podcast to come out, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll release another podcast like twelve hours later. Oh, yeah. It'll be great. Want to get the reactions out. Yep. Yeah. All right, bud. Sounds good. Sounds good, dude. See you on Sunday. Catch you later. See you.